8 to 10 p.m. The Viewpoint with Ashraf Garda. The Viewpoint with Ashraf Garda. And a warm welcome and a very, very good evening to you tonight. Uh, tonight, well, it's The Viewpoint as always. My name is Ashraf Garda. And we'll talk. There's lots to talk about over the next two hours. Let me just tell you, we'll chat to the mayor of Twane. The big hitter for the night is uh, Sonny Msimanga. We'll join him very, very shortly. You can call in right away. Give me your thoughts on the fact that he is now the DA's um, premier-elect, in that sense, candidate for the 2019 election. That means for Gauteng. If, if the DA wins it, if they win it, he becomes a premier of uh, of this particular province, the Gauteng region in particular. So we'll talk about that right away. You can give me your opinion on whether he's the right person, and he'll, of course, come in as a guest, but also whether uh, that right person will be the right person to actually get them to win an election. Your thoughts, your opinion on his policies, and a whole lot more I'd like to know. There's an interesting one coming up in the big picture and we'll look at, which is, you may have heard the president of our country saying, talking about expropriation appropriation of expropriation of land without compensation saying and I quote if we don't address it it is going to cause instability in the country and we're going to focus in on that particular sentence that quote if we don't address it it is going to cause instability in the country what does that really mean what is he really really trying to tell us we'll talk about that and then uh, we'll wrap up the show tonight with um, a look at, well, getting up to date with the Commission on State Capture, what's actually been happening. Of course, it's been adjourned, but we'll try and make sense of uh, what's going on there. So that all that comes up later on, and then we wrap up the show finally, finally, with the book of Zone 6. But let's uh, let's talk about the mayor, the mayor of Tuani. So he's our big hitter for the night. He's not quite yet connected with us. We'll do that pretty shortly. But it doesn't mean you can't connect with me. So when you heard over the weekend that um, he was to be the mayor, uh, the the uh, the DA representative uh, candidate this is now for the 2019 election. That means if they win it, he becomes the premier. What did you make of that, considering there's been many other names thrown in the hat there? So you can tell me what your thoughts may be, and I'll pick up uh, your opinions, but we certainly have the guest on the line, and he'll connect with me in a moment. How would you feel if a debit order you know nothing about comes off your bank account? Well, many consumers have had to live with the terrible experience of having their bank accounts raided by debit scammers taking as little as 99 grand. Banking authorities are now putting an end to this by introducing a system that will make any debit order deduction impossible until you, the consumer, give clear permission. Watch Hilungelo Lako on Monday at midday, but reports on Thursdays at 11 p.m. on ACBC1. This week, the Durban Surfer scene hits the big screen. Mario Manek gives fitness training a personal touch. Chef Vani Padiachi celebrates Raksha Bandhan. Journalist Iman Rapetti tells her own story. Dr. Anushka Reddy hosts an urban picnic. And we go behind the scenes of Race 3. Share in the Indian experience at Mela on Sunday at 2 p.m. on SABC3. The stage is yours. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. on SAFM. So on the line is... Uh Councillor or Mayor Salim Simanga, the Mayor, the Twani Mayor, but now the DA candidate for Premier as well, so post-2019. So, uh, Mayor Simanga, appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much and good evening to the listeners as well. Right, so you've got this big responsibility. You're not just the Mayor, you're, you're also our big hitter for the night, but very important and very topical is the fact that you could well be seen as uh, certainly the DA's big hitter uh, going into the 2019 election with regard to Gauteng. Big responsibility. Well, very huge responsibilities that uh, that one is now holding. Um, I think one needs to now ensure that uh, we represent, um, you know, the aspirations of uh, what the DA wants to do and what we have to do, um, you know, to win the minds and the hearts of the people um, come 2019 uh, general elections. Why did you think you, you got the nod? And, and how did that process take place? You know, is it a, is it a council of elders who, who sort of nudges you along? Uh, or, or, or is there a full-out election that gets you to become the candidate? No, no, no. Um, well, there's a number of things. One is that uh, you get nominated. Um, once the nomination has gone through, what then happens is that you would have to um, go through a testing 
um, in terms um, of of, of uh, your understanding of DA policies um, and what we call the value proposition. So, what are the values of the DA that you now need to understand? So, there's a test, there's an online test around that, and then you then are given an opportunity to do a 48-hour um, assignment submission, where you would then say what are the issues that you think um, needs to be tackled in Gauteng and how would you go about tackling that. And after that, you will then be subjected to a an interview. So what happens then is that behind the scenes, um, there are people that will independently mark all the assignments. Um, obviously, the assignments are stripped of any name whatsoever to them. Um, and when you then go into the interview, so different scores will then apply, which will then determine the final score, which will then, um, you know, um, set one as the candidate or, you know, um, not. All right. And, and what, what do you think? I mean, it's not time to be humble about it because, you know, if you want to win an election, you need to be positive. You're going to have to sell yourself, right? What, what, what do you think? What, what are the qualities that you have that are so impressed those that, that sort of signed off in your assignment? Well, I think let's, uh, let me just say that one of the things that um, when, I was, when I was approached to say you need to stand was that one was asked to um, look at the uh, the track record of uh, what you have been able to do, not only in government, but also in the party, um, you know, being able to build up on structures and being able to communicate with structures and getting the structures to rally behind a certain cause. Um, having worked as an administrator, as a councillor, as a member of the provincial legislature, and now as executive mayor of the city of Twani. So people then said, well, A, your name recognition is there. B, you should uh, then be able to continue what you have done and amplify that uh, you know, from the city perspective now onto a provincial perspective. And we think that you'll better be placed to um, assist the, the party in achieving um, what it says to do in 2019. So that's what I was uh, asked to do, and uh, here we are. All right, and, and let's then, you know, look ahead to 2019, even now, okay? So, you know, nobody mm-hmm. stands for as, as a candidate if you don't think you can win it, but it, it's going to be a mammoth task. Do you think, you know, you, you'd be seen as the Premier one year from now, or even less than a year now? Well, I don't think that we ever get into a race, um, you know, to lose or to come number two. Um, you know, um, the party has indeed done its numbers, and uh, there is a strong belief that we will win, um, you know, the province of Gauteng. Um, You know, whether we win it outright, um, that is the first prize. Uh, and then, uh, if not, then we win it in, in coalition and being the, the, the majority partner in that coalition, which will then, uh, you know, set a nice... Um, a scenario for us to then set up government and to make sure that we're able to then deliver to the people of Gauteng. But, but even, even now, you know, what are your thoughts? I mean, what are the chances, in your opinion, in terms of numbers, and that may change, I understand, of, of the DA getting A, an outright majority for Gauteng, and B, if not an outright majority, to actually be the dominant partner in a coalition to be able to convince some of the, the lesser parties to give you their vote? Mm. I think one, one um, needs to um, analyze what is happening or what has been the trend. Since 20, um, 2009, there's been a steady decline in terms of the support that the governing party has been receiving and a steady um, incline in terms of the support that we have been receiving as a democratic alliance. Um, we have seen, uh, you know, uh, minus the internal um, uh, lectures that we have um, experienced of late in the party, but we have managed to um, reconsolidate ourselves and then to start marching in one direction again. So building up those structures gives us, uh, you know, um, really uh, encouragement to say that we'll be able to then do well. So I think we should be able to um, to do just over 50% in terms of uh, getting the, the votes. Or um, if not 50%, I think we'll be able to then bring the ANC for the, uh, under 50%, which will then put us neck and neck with them. And then obviously then the, the final games of uh, trying to put up a coalition government then begins. Well, it's a, it's a big ask as well. Let, let, let's deal with, with what we have, which is the more likely scenario, which is the coalition government. Many may say, mm. uh, already based upon your experiences with, with the EFF in, in Tuane and certainly the same with the, with the DA in Johannesburg, uh, and certainly what's happened in the Eastern Cape. Uh, if, if, if it is going to be the case, the DA wins the majority, not, not the absolute majority, but the highest percentage of votes and gets to, uh, partner with others, you would certainly have to do business with the EFF, and they're going to demand even more from you than what, what they've demanded already. Uh, give, give us an insight into 
that sort of working relationship with, with partners <laughs> that you effectively diametrically oppose because ideologically you're poles <laughs> apart? Well, I think uh, something that we've always uh, managed to, to, to remind each other of was that uh, the people should be at the center of everything that we do. So if you are going to pass the budget, it needs to, have, it needs to be people-centered. If you are going to approve projects, they need to be people-centered. And that is something that we've already and always agreed upon. This is why when we um, passed the budget, even last year, even the, uh, the official opposition voted with us. I engage uh, you know, um, everybody and to say to them, um, let's, let's find each other. Let's take um, our party politics and put them aside and say, what is in the best interest of the people that we're supposed to be serving? The people that elected us to be here, how do we best serve them? So, um, you know, we, we, we have some brilliant uh, suggestions that have come from the EFF, uh, you know, in terms of how do we then uh, uh, fix our clinics, how do we then extend uh, operating hours. So those are things that you are able to then acknowledge and then take. Um, you know, and then you then say, if I'm able to, you know, find, um, you know, um, a positivity in what you're saying to me, there's no reason why I shouldn't be adopting it just because it's coming from a member of a, a, a party that is not nice. So that's how you're able to then bring um, coalition and government together. Um, it's if you are able to listen and understanding that you're not, um, you know, in government by yourself or not going to always be getting... But would you agree? And no, nobody likes a coalition. You, you wouldn't want that, isn't it, as a first prize? Not at all. It's not no, no, easy. No, no, But uh, it, you wouldn't want it, but it's the reality of South African politics. And I think, um, you know, um, in, in the not-so-distant future, we will see even in the national government um, a, a, a government of, uh, of coalition. So that is something that South Africans need to get used to as the democracy matures. All right, 089 I'm throwing the lines open. What about you? Would you like to chat to Mayor Soli Nsimanga, who would prefer to be called Premier Soli Nsimanga sometime down the line uh, if things go according to plan? Uh, what would you want to ask him about just that? Uh, so that and, of course, his track record, particularly now as the Mayor of Chwane. 089 That's the number to call in. My name is Ashraf Ganda. You can tweet me, tag me when you do just that, and tweet SAFM Radio. But do use the hashtag SAFM Viewpoint when you are tweeting and in terms of tweeting you can quote the guests you can ask questions you can make comments you can give a thumbs up you can give a thumbs down you can say whatever it is uh, and back it up if you like because that's part of the conversation and tell your friends as well to listen in uh, via Twitter and, and they can listen in live uh, when you are tweeting as well SMS is also welcome 40938 40938 our big hitter for the night Mayor Soli Mtsimanga SAFM has signed a code of conduct that is enforced by the Broadcasting Complaints Commission of South Africa. Under the code, we are committed to giving news that is accurate, comment that is fair, and programming that is not harmful, does not amount to hate speech, or contain violence or explicit sex. If you think we are not living up to that code, then you can inform the Broadcasting Complaints Commission of South Africa. Direct any complaints in writing to the Broadcasting Complaints Commission of South Africa. PO Box 142365, Craig Hall, 20. 024 fax to 011-326-3198 or an email to bccsa at nabsa.co.za for more information please visit www.bccsa.co.za fear murder serial killers crimes of passion it's all in a day's work for the ravens south africa's elite specialized crime fighting unit Four top cops hunt the evil lurking in the shadows and will stop at nothing to bring the bad guys to justice. But will they win the battle against their own demons? Catch The Docket, SABC 3 at 9.30 on Wednesday nights from August 22nd. Eight to 10 p.m. The Viewpoint with Ashraf Garda. The Mayor of Twanid, Salim Simanga, is my uh, guest. He's my big hitter for the night. Could well be the Premier if things go his way, the Premier of Kaocheng, sometime down the line. You can call in. I'll get to the caller, Sefudi, as well as Pat. Just stick around. I'll come to you in just a moment. 0891104207. I just want to pick up on this, Mayor Simanga, the, the point that when, at the time that uh, Makashuligana stood... Uh, for the candidate of the of the premiership, and of course we we spoke to him in studio here as well about it. You you were part of 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 that initial support, okay? And I'm not going to dwell on it because people can change their minds. But the key point is, 
it does suggest to me at that stage that you felt that uh, you had no ambitions to become the premier. What what changed since then? Um, let's let's be uh, <laughs> factual, um, Ash. Um, when Makashile told me of his intentions, um, he did ask me if I intended on spending, and I did say that you know that was not my intention. But obviously, um, you know, you have to listen to um, you know uh, some of your other colleagues who then come and say, look. We think that you would uh, better represent what we are trying to do. We think that you will be able to put up a, a much more uh, compelling case uh, to the voters that are there, and we, we would want you to consider um, standing. And I, I, yeah, I had to listen to that because um, one thing I wouldn't want to do is to not stand, and perhaps uh, not we don't do well, and then uh, beat myself around for it. And I'm not saying that I'm the complete answer to uh, winning, but I'm just saying. You know, with a team that uh, is the, the party is going to put um, around this campaign in Gauteng, then we stand a, we stand a good chance. So, you, you, do you think, that, I mean, and do you agree that, that you'd be the best candidate on behalf of your party? Because, I mean, people can make suggestions all the time, and I hear what you said earlier on, but, but in your heart, do, do you genuinely believe that you'd be the better person? Well, I think, I mean, the people um, to have thought, I mean, I've, I've explained to you the process that we mm. have followed. Um, you know, uh, that is something that uh, will, will, will then stand the test of time. Uh, what is it? I mean, it's uh, when we go into 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 the areas that uh, we want to win the minds and the hearts. It's when we go into the Soweto, when we go into your your, your Santen, when we go into your Midval, when we go into your Centurion. Um, it's when you meet those people in the town halls, and when you meet people in the boardrooms, when you meet people in churches, when you meet people just about anywhere. Um, you know, A, do you, um, you know, associate with them? Can you relate? Um, can they relate with you? Um, and also, can you, um, you know, um, listen and also be able to not only listen, comprehend and with a team be able to then put up a compelling case in terms of how you will be able to then um, uh, uh, change the people's lives. And this is why we'll be from Thursday in back on a listening tour, um, you know, where we'll be listening um, to the people of, uh, of Houting to say, what is it that you want to see? How do we make you the, the drivers in terms of uh, where government should be going um, and the plans that government should be, should, be, should be having? So we don't want to go and say we have a complete solution for you, but we want to then say, um, talk to us, tell us, the kind of thing uh, um, you would want to see, um, you know, come 2019 and beyond. And let us formulate a, a, a comprehensive proposal in terms of how we get there um, from the listening tour that we will be having. Okay, let's get some calls. Uh, we've asked for calls. We want your opinions. 0891-104-207. Questions or comments, you can certainly do so. Uh, make it short and sharp. It certainly helps with my guest, the big hitter for the night, Mayor uh, Soli Msimanga. So, Safudi from Joburg, you're opening up. Uh, Go ahead. Hello. How are you? I'm okay, you're bringing relevant topics. I'm impressed. We're supposed to every single day. If, if not, then we need <laughs> to argue with each so other. Unpredictable. Like, I'm unable to locate you nowadays. <laughs> Ashraf and Feli, how are you, sir? I, I, I want to greet you to food. This is the first time ever I listen to you on the other radio station. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I, I say, no, 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 no. I'm uh, excited. But Ashraf! <laughs> Conditions by their nature causes instability. Mm-hmm. Imagine when we are in collisions with a maverick party, like in the Eastern Cape. Today they say this, tomorrow they meet over a glass of, uh, of wine, they change by their nature. You don't deliver your original mm-hmm. money. Okay, you but I mean, Sefudi, let, let, let's, let, let's cut it narrow. You know, let's comment on. Mayor Solim Simanga's uh, position in terms of uh, his candidacy now for the premiership of Gauteng, and you can base it on his track record at 20. If you can oh. stick with that for now, please. Okay, 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 Ashraf. Mr. Mr. Premier Designate, yep. <laughs> you are about to take over this, hypothetically speaking, to take over this province, the province that is walking wounded, the province that is covered mired in corruption that is you know the health system is in tatters 
Where do you start? Where do you start? I don't wish to be you, even into you. Okay, okay. Well, you, you're certainly very confident about the premier designate, as you call it, Safudi. Thanks for that call. Uh, and there you are. You've certainly heard him on, on many different platforms. Well, this this is an interesting point. I want to mm. just bring up with you, uh, Mayor Sotli, uh, in Simanga, mm. that, that one of the things you're going to have to do is you have to convince people uh, to ultimately support you. Right, and mm. and they are mm. wide, you know, widespread because the way South African politics, I think, by and large, works, it's very rare people look at it as I, oh, the mayor of, of um, uh, the or the premier of of Gauteng. Uh, they they would mm. look at at supporting Gauteng or DA Gauteng if they if they like the policies of the party, and somehow you'd sort of go along, right? Uh, it, it means although you're may involved in regional politics now, your your agenda may well have to change very very quickly. Yeah. Well, um, two, uh, I think I should let's start, and I want to address the issue that Sufudi is raising, because I know Sufudi is in the health profession, mm-hmm. um, and is very passionate about uh, the state of our clinics, the state of our hospitals. Now, housing is a melting pot, um, you know, uh, which attracts a whole lot of people from other provinces, especially from rural provinces, other people from other, uh, you know, African countries. Now, that means that uh, your planning uh, needs to be a step ahead of what uh, the numbers are telling you right now. We are now having overcrowded hospitals, overcrowded clinics with machinery that is not being serviced, um, understaffed uh, clinics, understaffed hospitals. Where are we now also saying, where do the doctors come in? Where do the, uh, the, 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 what do you call the nurses come in? And if we are to then uh, seriously address the issue of, uh, um, of health and avoid another life as it many is to then say, let's look at the issues of the clinics that are run by the municipalities. And by the way, we run quite a few here in the city of Tuan. How do we extend operating hours in those clinics? How do we then uh, increase the scope of what the clinics can do? And also, how do we ensure that the clinics are able to also deal with some um, you know, minor operations as well to ensure that you alleviate the, 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 the problems that are at the, at the hospitals especially where you find that the people have to travel a long distance to um, to get to a hospital. So as much as we not we know that we'll not be able to build as many hospitals as we would like to do, let us capacitate the clinics that we have because at least those are much more closer to where people are. So that is one of the things that I think we need to do. And also to do an audit. It was quite shocking that uh, the Department of uh, Health at, uh, at the Gauteng provincial, uh, provincial Legislature has been year in, year out, retaining millions and millions of rent instead of ensuring that we are able to then fix as the fully at some point has raised um, you know things like the clinic um, the, 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 the lift at the hospital that you don't have oxygen tanks that haven't been serviced for quite a while that uh, you have issues where um, you know lifts are not working people are sleeping on the floor so once you have done an audit of what needs to happen at all these hospitals then you then say how do we then begin to systematically re-equip um, the, 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 the clinics and the hospitals to be able to cater for the numbers that we now need to be talking about going forward, not only what we have, but what does housing of the future look like and how are we preparing for that? And I think that's something that we need to be well, well, let's talk about the housing of the future. I mean, you've got, uh, you've raised about maybe five or six absolutely key points uh, in your in your uh, premiership acceptance right um, mm. let I mean you know I, I can run through them so well but let, let's run through them in some sort of order right one is fighting corruption okay so yes. and all of them I think in, in broad strokes are, are things that most other people would say as well but I think what listeners would look for is a, a listener would want to look at a voter would want to look at, uh, at, at how so when you say fight corruption mm-hmm. how, how you intend doing so all right. Um, one, once, one of the things that has been a big challenge, and uh, I must tell you that we have seen that in the city of Tswani as well, is that uh, once uh, you, you, you open up processes and you now need to also put your officials on terms in terms of what can and cannot be done, um, also introducing the issues of e-procurement, which then uh, is able to uh, detect when there is manipulation of systems that begin to take place. So that's how you are able to then internally deal with the issues of corruption. But I think also uh, there is a bigger need to deal with the corruptors uh, because I think the, the focus has mainly been on the people that are internally, the, uh, you know, that, uh, that get corrupted. But we don't deal with the corruptors as well. And I think in the private sector we need to tap into that as well to say how do we deal with the corruptors going forward? Because if there's no corruptor, then it's unlikely that you'll have a corrupt team. 
So that's how we now need to look into how um, to deal with the issues of corruption. And ensure that the whistleblowers are protected through it. But, so but clearly there, there would be a pushback. I mean, based upon what we've seen over the last uh, 10 years, and then you know there's this mm-hmm. investigation into state corruption right now as we talk. Uh, you know, one thing is we're going to fight corruption. The other is also the new avenues of corruption. Uh, they're going to come to the fore. There needs to be absolutely bigger checks and balances. Uh, you, you're up for that sort of fight? Well, I think I'm, I've learned that, that experience, and you would know that there are one or two issues that have come up in time as well that is questioning um, the system that we have. And we're not running away from those. And we are saying that let's fix um, you know, the, the glitches that might be um, in the system. Uh, but I must tell you, Ash, that the, 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 what do you call the Systems Act as it is, um, and the NFMA um, as it stands right now, um, you know, it's very limiting in terms of what you can do as the, as, 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 as the officials on the political side uh, versus what the officials on the administrative side are able to do. And I think it's something that at some point we now need to relook, uh, you know, our involvement and our ability to play an oversight in terms of what our officials are doing. Because you end up getting blamed uh, for things that uh, you wouldn't have anything to do with up to the last end. Um, or up to um, after the fact, but it's something that needs to be looked at going forward. Okay. So let's move on to the the issue. That you said uh, you know you you've noted the things that are yeah. There's about five things. So the one is is fighting corruption. Yeah. The other one is is policing. Right. It's it's a big yeah. big issue in our country. Uh, what what's your plan there? Well, I mean, let's let's take housing as a whole. Housing mm. has now become a maker of hijacking, a maker of. Uh, of, of uh, um, uh, robberies that have taken place and brazen robberies that have taken place. Um, and municipalities are bleeding millions of rents on a daily basis because of damage to our infrastructure. Um, and we, as a city of Tuane, and I know that in the, uh, uh, the city of Johannesburg and Ekurulene, I'm talking about the metals right now, have gathered together and said, how much do we suffer and what are we doing with our metro police and how do we get assistance from the South African police services? And we've realized that there is no coordination between what we do at a metro level and what is happening at a, at a, at a provincial South African police level. Where we now need to then say, how do we better control and patrol um, and, 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 and uh, 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 secure our, our infrastructure, number one? Number two, how do we ensure that those that want to come and invest do feel safe um, in our cities, um, of course, whether it be in the metropolitan, whether it be in the uh, in, in, uh, in the big great municipality or big great municipality, district municipality, how do we ensure that we are able to then get the South African police services that is professionalized, that is also able to speedily uh, deal with issues of, uh, of 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 crime and also the crime prevention and also how to deal and assist with the metropolis in, in ensuring that bylaws are also adhered to. So those are things that I think um, need to be looked at when we talk about issues of uh, of, 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 of uh, safety um, in Kauteng. Then we move on to the third one. The third one being the issue of how do we then ensure that Kauteng is the economic heartbeat of not only South Africa, but of Africa, begins to attract more investment. Because if we're not going to do that, the stubbornly high unemployment rate we're not going to be able to bring down. So we need to make sure that we work as hard as we possibly can to attract as much investment as we possibly can and ensure that, uh, you know, your SMMEs are given a very good platform and space in which they will be able to thrive. And not what we have seen, uh, you know, where, uh, you know, only connected companies are able to then get jobs. That is one of the things that needs to be looked at. And also um, when we're talking about the, 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 the reduction of, uh, of poverty and unemployment, also how do we then roll out a bigger... Um, 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 expanded public works program that will ensure that more and more people are able to access fair um, uh, 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 opportunities that are created for jobs. I think that's one other thing that we want to when come to but, but let's just talk about the issue of crime. I mean, the, the, how difficult is it, you know, keeping in mind there's, there's, the, there's the Minister of Police, National, and then you have cities, metropolitan areas like right now, and, and that's where you already are with Twani or Chauche, with, with uh, Johannesburg and Mayor Mashaba doing his oh. thing with, with his JMPD, right? Uh, and having spoken to the, to the uh, chief of um, uh, the, the JMPD in you know, Johannesburg last week, they are, I mean, there's certain things they get involved in, but, but they certainly can't pursue serious investigations. How, how much of an issue is that? And is that something you'd raise? Because some may say the current formula is not working. Well, the current formula is not working. And uh, my metro police officers are complaining because I've been very hard on them. Um, 
I say we need to arrest uh, the drug peddlers. We need to arrest people that are dealing in our cable, stolen cable. So what happens is that they get uh, arrested, they hand them over, and somebody else is doing their docket. And, you know, somewhere, somehow, this whole thing gets fudged up, and then tomorrow you are arresting the same people again. I mean, I've done a whole lot of raids myself with uh, with, uh, with the TNPD, where I normally go at, uh, at night with them, where we go, we do stakeouts, we normally go and do um, stop and search. And, you know, they raise this thing to say we need to find a better coordination between what we do at a provincial level and at a, at a local level. So um, we've taken this up with the provincial um, um, commissioner. We've taken this up with the national commissioner. In fact, I met with the national commissioner a month ago, and we agreed that we needed to um, meet and see how we're able to then coordinate this and better. And it, it, it's also assisting us that uh, in the 20 metropolis we have um, an ex-commissioner uh, who um, uh, um, Brigade, uh, uh, General um, and who's also, you know, coming from 30 years of experience in the South African police services, is able to then have some kind of coordination with uh, some of his ex-colleagues. And that is beginning uh, to bear some fruits for us. But I think it needs to happen on a more formalized basis um, where at the provincial level, where they are in NBC, we are then saying, these are the steps that we are going to take in ensuring that we are able, um, you know, to better protect, we're better able to serve um, the residents of housing. More to come, and I'll pick out more callers as well. We are chatting to Mayor Solim Simanga, who's the executive mayor of uh, Tuane, but certainly now the DA Premier or candidate for the premiership of the DA uh, if things go according to plan for the DA uh, in that 2019 election. Okay, let's let's then pick up um, on on the other issue around jobs, and then you talk about uh, access to real jobs. What what does real jobs mean? All right, um, as I think there's a, there's a number of things that need to be uh, looked at. One, housing is 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 rich with industrial areas. That's number one. And some of them you would uh, you enjoy that like you would drive around, you go to industrial areas that are now dilapidated because we had stopped investing around those particular spaces. So investors will go where you as government are willing to invest yourself. So we now need to relook at where we uh, we need to invest. So let's invest in some of the industrial areas. Let's invest in some of the high-density areas where you would then be able to get some uh, retail and also get some manufacturing taking place in those um, in, that, um, in those particular spaces. And invest in that. Invest in meaning that you need to take care of your bank infrastructure you need to ensure that the water is, uh, um, you know, flowing into those particular areas. Electricity is there, sewer systems are taken care of, and roads and stormwater drainage is taken care of, and the security of those particular spaces is there. Then you are able to then say, um, you know, anybody who's willing to, um, you know, occupy the spaces and create jobs, their spaces that, are, that, is, that is then available. And then we need to cut red tape in terms of allowing investors to come in and be able to set up and start up businesses um, you know, here in Gauteng as well. But also, I'm very passionate about the upliftment of young people, especially mm. when it comes to the issues of opportunities, business opportunities. But there's one thing that I'm totally against, Ash. Uh, um, one thing that I'm totally against, and I've seen this happening quite a lot, um, there is a, a fallacy that uh, people that are doing business with uh, government are then uh, empowered over and over and over again, and therefore they are then regarded as empowered people. What is empowered is if somebody comes in today, um, gets trained, gets, uh, you know, perhaps a tender, what we now need to do is to make sure that this person is able to then develop whatever it is that they sell into government or servicing uh, government with, and that they're able to then also go out. The day government is not willing or is not able to give them a contract because another person is supposed to get an opportunity, they're able to then compete out there in the private sector. Let me give you an example of what happened in Swan. So in Swan, you have co-ops that have been uh, created. And uh, those co-ops, then all they did was to be the middle people or middle, middle men. So, for instance, there was the, the, the three million rent uh, shoe scandal, that, or shoe police scandal. So what happened is that people were given $3 million. All they did was to go to macro, buy a whole lot of uh, 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 teams of, of polish, add a markup there, and then sell it to the city of Swan and distribute it. What should have happened is that once you are then having people that are benefiting out of this kind of contract, they should then be able to then say, in the harm that we have, 
how do we then create a food policy ourselves, package it, and be able to sell it? Whether we're still selling it to China or we're now going to approach ShopRite or whatever else, then you at least are able to then have a product that will be able to stand on its own. If we're able to do that and assist young businesses that are coming up in in Gauteng to do that, to stand on their own, then we can then say we are truly on our way to empowering um, you know, young businesses that are there. But, so but la- last, last thing on that, I mean, yeah. many people speak, including the president of the country, speaking about, you know, creating youth employment uh, and, and uh, you know, upward mobility and upskilling. Do you see evidence that it's working, whether it's going to be done by by the president of the country or the premier of, of Gauteng or a certain city like Tuane? Do, do, you, do you sense that, that things are happening or are we just, it, it's just a very good talk? Well, I think, I think and, and I must say, and, you know, I'm one person, where something is happening, we need to acknowledge. There has been an, uh, an attempt in Gauteng uh, by the Premier, although it's not picking up momentum, as I said. Um, you know, the psyche that is there is to think that uh, once you get a, a contract or subcontract from government, that, that is the way that you're going to be doing business going forward, instead of thinking what happens beyond that. Because it, it, if, we, if we stick to the model as is, then it means that only a certain few people will benefit over and over and over and over again. But if we are to open it up, is to then say, we have trained you, we've created a hub, you have been trained in this particular hub. We have now connected you um, either to a certain department or we connected you to a private sector in a particular way. You are able to then do business with them and you are able to then sustain yourself. We now need to move on to the next um, group, which will now need to do that. If we are able to then do that, you'll find that in the long run, you are able to assist as many young people, as many people that find themselves now on the peripheries of the economic activity. Okay, let's get some calls on, on these issues and more uh, as we chat to the the mayor, the Twani mayor, Soli Msimanga, but also now the DA candidate for Premier of Gauteng. Uh, Sam, let's get your thoughts first. Hi, Sam. Uh, good evening, Asaf. Good talking to you. Yeah, I would yeah. like to ask you, I work at uh, George Mukari, which is formerly Harangua Hospital. We have been promised, I'm now working there for more than 15 years, the hospital mm-hmm. is flooded. And we have been promised a hospital in Soshanguwe. That yes. area has got nothing to drain it. And mm-hmm. the maternity section of which I'm working in is always flooded. Antenatal ward with people, 62 in a 40-bedded ward, who have been going to one knocking at one door to the other. Now, when you come in as a premier, any plans or any suggestions of how you will deal with this problem? The second one is the tender issue. Can we really run health on tenders? Thank you. I would like to hear your Can we run health on tenders? Let's do this. I'll take take three, four calls in one go. Uh, So hopefully you can make some notes on this, Mayor uh, Simanga, and then you can answer those. Uh, Gerald, go ahead. Hello. Ah, Ashraf, hi to the mayor. Look, Kaching is probably going to be a marginal seat, and uh, if the opposition parties are really intent on winning this, the Supreme Court has come to their aid by uh, the ruling on clockware, where people actually have to have an address. But, you know, I, I would suspect what will happen, that we will have maybe 170 or 80 voters registered to a one-bedroom flat in Hilbra, all having migrated from Mpumalanga, because unfortunately... This Gauteng uh, uh, provincial government, they are in a marginal seat and they find themselves now in the Robert Mugabe trap. Is that when you've stolen everything, the only thing left to steal is the election. Okay, your point, and, and therefore mm. your message to the mayor? Well, message to the mayor, make sure that you keep an eye on the IEC because the only, cha- the only independent organization left in this country is the constitutional court. The, the citizens of this country cannot re- rely on one other body in this country to, 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 to act fairly or in the favor of fairness. If you have a look at the, the, the reason why the mayor can't prosecute anyone is because the, 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 it's a crony, prosecu- a crony criminal justice system, never mind a prosecution system. Okay, but the, the Supreme Court of Appeal ruled on that clockware issue because they truly are the only independent body in this country. All right, got that. That's uh, Gerald. Uh, we'll make a note of that. Uh, right, so we've got Sam, we've got Gerald. Let's get to Moodley from Durban. Uh, welcome to the show, Moodley. Hello, what's your viewpoint? Hello, how are you, sir? I'm good indeed. Go ahead. Yeah, we also have a problem at the Arkhans in Chatsworth. In Chatsworth, Arkhans Hospital. Arkhans Hospital in Chatsworth, yeah. yeah? Yeah. 
That's what we also have experienced the same problem. If he can look into it, that's also we won't have a problem. I'm not sure if he can look into it because, I mean, he's the Premier. Well, he's hoping yeah. to be the Premier of Gauteng. He's certainly the Mayor of, of Tuane. So whether that's going to fall into his domain, I, I have my doubts. Let's get uh, one more call. Jay, go ahead. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi, yes, Jay. Yes, you're on yes. the air. Yes, uh, he, he could be a mayor in that particular area. I'm sure all the mayors under that political body can uh, create an umbrella a body in such a way they can address all the different provinces' issue on one boardroom table. Now, I think is at the illegal connection throughout our country, who is paying for those illegal connections? The boxes have been put up, the poles, the Cables have been connected. Now, who is bearing the cost of all that? And look at the number of jobs being lost. We're not getting... Okay, uh, I'm really not sure. You know, Jay, I mean, we're talking about uh, a candidate. I think we can't get down to nitty gritties about how we can sort out your boxes. I'm just saying it with respect. Absolutely. Uh, Am I I right, May? I mean, I'm I'm just... I understand the concern, but how you can answer that, I really don't know. Can you? Okay. Um, let's, let's, let's start um, right uh, at the end. I think there is a, a, a role that provinces support and can be uh, uh, playing. Now, in, in, our, in our municipalities, uh, as an example, you find that uh, there's a mixed um, uh, su- um, supply of electricity. What do I mean? You find that electricity that is supplied directly from um, ESCOM to um, the households and electricity that is supplied from ESCOM through the municipality to, uh, you know, to households. And um, how we are then setting up these networks and how we are then able to then set up um, the metering um, of those becomes then important in terms of how do we coordinate it at the provincial level, how are we able to then engage with, uh, with, with ESCOM to make sure that there, there is a singular way of uh, the provision of electricity and much more affordable way of uh, provision of electricity for our people. So I think we can assist in that particular way. Now, the issue in Sashangubi that was raised about the George McCarry, we yes. have just recently now... Um, uh, a past a report in council in which we are giving the province of Gauteng um, land in, in Sochangube there, um, next to the X, um, where they are supposed to be building a, 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 a world-class um, uh, a hospital there, which we know that it will uh, um, you know, reduce the number that are flocking to George Makari there. But you must also understand that George Makari is also servicing people that are coming from the northwest. Now, if you're driving... Um, past Harankua, as an example, you get into your Mututlu, you get into those northwest areas that are also now people moving from there, coming into George Makara for assistance. That means that we are now also now needing to look into how do we then engage with the northwest government and ensure that there is well, this not more clinics, but at least built one or two other hospitals that will be able to assist. The people of Mutuklu uh, and the surrounding areas are over to okay. um, Harangua, uh, that area. There. And also, the issue of uh, whether we are able to run the, um, uh, what do you call, the, the, the health system through Canada. I think um, this issue of centralizing of the uh, centralization of equipment, medication, and all of that is not a system. I think the, 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 the hospitals and the uh, and, um, you know, a great clinics, if you may call it that. I think they need to be empowered much more to be able to take care of their procurement processes. Yes, I understand that it might mean that you need to now introduce additional personnel to do that. But I think in the long run, it might be able to assist in speedily uh, being able to deal with the issues of procuring things and getting things in and time in the hospital and ensuring that you don't have to wait for a centralized system in doing that. Okay, we're going to pick up on the issue of uh, that was raised by Gerald about the IEC and, and what that means. We'll do that right after this. Regardless of what role she's playing at any given moment, woman, mommy, she is a woman. SABC News celebrates Women's Month. Are you constantly arguing with your spouse, not understanding what you're really fighting about? You need to learn how to adapt to each other's personalities. Join Paul Nyamuda and Ilsa Alberts as they help our couples understand how opposites can attract and be happy together. Tune in to Saving Our Marriage on SABC3 every Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. 
the Afternoon Express family has just gotten a whole lot bigger. Join me, Palisa Tembe, winner of Presenter Search on 3, along with my seasoned co-presenters Jeannie D and Bonnie Mbuli every Monday to Friday on SABC3 for an hour of live entertainment, meaningful conversation and lifestyle inspiration. So make sure you tune in for Afternoon Express every weekday from half past 4 to half past 5 p.m. only on SABC3. SAFM Radio and at Ashraf Gada on Twitter. We are chatting to the executive mayor of Twane, that's Soli Imsimango. Let's let's just pick up, and of course, to the person who's standing now as the DA candidate uh, for the premiership of Gauteng, if the DA is in a position to uh, to rule over Gauteng, uh, that, that post-2019 election. Let's pick up on the, on the IEC point that was raised. Uh, is that an important statement, or, or is that caller just off the mark? Oh, no, no, no. I think it's it's something that is very, very much important. We have had um, challenges uh, in terms of voter registration. Um, and, uh, you know, Mike Moriarty um, in, uh, in, in the Democratic Alliance has been tasked to deal with the IEC in dealing with those. And I know people like Mike Moriarty, um, Justice uh, Dehude, and other people have, uh, you know, been engaging with, uh, with, the, with the commissioner in the, in the IEC in terms of ensuring that uh, we are able to then address the issue of the addresses. Um, we are also able to have sufficient um, communication when it comes to the registration campaign that will be coming up. Um, as a party, we will be um, doing um, our part in terms of getting the registration campaign on the go. But I think um, government as well, or the IEC, will now need to ramp up um, its communication strategy and also uh, be able to address the issue of uh, the voters' role through verification of addresses and all of that. And it's something that we're going to be monitoring very, very closely going forward. Right. Let's then, you know, we've spoken about some of your thoughts in terms of policy. Uh, where, where do you see the DA national fitting in? Because whatever happens with, you know, people's perceptions of DA national is going to impact on your chances of getting uh, the, yeah. the DA premiership, right? And and there are, there are, there are changes. That on the one hand, there's a, there's a new president uh, running the country, which just that definitely changes things. On the other, there's a sense, without getting into too much policy detail here, that the DA appears to be uh, scoring some own goals post, you know, uh, the, the Ramaphosa ascendancy. Uh, mm. are, are you still confident? I mean, you know, give us an insight into what, what are you thinking and what are your concerns about the DA itself? Well, Ash, I think, um, you know, I've, I've got the, the, the luxury or the privilege, let me not call it the luxury, but I've got the privilege of sitting at the, at a FedEx uh, level. And uh, I think there is very good, robust uh, discussions that are taking there. And unfortunately, some of these things end up finding themselves playing out uh, in the media space or the public space while internal discussions are taking place. I'm very much vocal against people who, you know, know that they're not going to get their way uh, while discussing issues uh, internally. And uh, they resort to then, uh, you know, taking those into the public space while the internal discussions are taking place. So those are things that I think, uh, you know, we have said as a party, we need to make sure that we address. And also we need to ensure that our, our, our activists are much more equipped, um, you know, in terms of what it is that uh, we stand for and what it is that we want to um, communicate out there. So we have uh, put a program together where we begin to then address some of these issues, and we are really addressing some of well, them. What do you think, as someone um, who's actually we, come from a marketing background initially, mm-hmm. what, what ultimately decides whether a voter uh, votes for party A versus party B? I'm, I'm looking at, uh, you know, marketing examples of buying a certain brand of chocolate versus another, mm. supporting a certain rugby team or another. Wh- where's the differentiation? Well, you know, I've always said if, if the DA was a was was uh, was a marketing uh, uh, gimmick, um, what would it be, or what would we be selling? If I may call it that, mm. if we were to say, um, you know, we are a a, 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 a something that we would be selling, what is it that we would be selling? And my answer has always been: we'll be, we need to sell hope. We need to sell hope in a hopeless uh, uh, situation. We need to sell hope where people find themselves um, left out of uh, job opportunities. We need to sell hope where people are left out of economic opportunities, where people are feeling that they are left in the peripheries of good health, uh, where people feel that uh, right now with this topical issue, and which then goes into another um, um, policy issue that we're debating, the issue of land. What, um, you know, what we are proposing is that people should be the owners in their own right. 
So you should be an owner of a piece of land in your own right, not government taking it away and you become a permanent renter of a, a, a piece of ground. That um, you know, is creating hopelessness because if I'm not able to have a piece of land that I can leverage or use as surety if I want to raise capital, then uh, you know I will forever be uh, indebted to a, a government uh, because the government will own everything that uh, I'm trying to develop. So, when you're trying to sell a product, you should then be able to then say, um, identify what it is that you want to sell, then making sure that the, your salespeople are able to go out there and be able to then sell it. Mm. So how, how do you sell, we've got about three minutes to go, so I'm just going to interject you, my apologies mm-hmm. for that. How then do you sell hope to the majority of South Africans who, who somehow still doesn't trust the DA? I'm trying to think like, how do you sell yeah. someone a cricket bat when they actually want to play soccer, if you get my point? If they don't believe <laughs> in you up front, how, yeah. how are you able to get them to take an absolute shift in the mindset to believe in, to, to believe in the DA to give them hope? Right, right. Um, Ash, I think it's uh, it's uh, if you if you remember what I said right in the beginning that in Houting, what we now are embarking on is a listening tour. So we have a set of things that we want to then put out there. We have built a brand and reputation of transparent, not perfect, but transparent and open government systems. So that is one of the things that we have been able to brand ourselves as. And now it's an issue of how do we then take what the people of Houting the people like Ndadesu Fudi, the people like uh, Noel would call them earlier on, and other people that uh, are bringing in their ideas and say, how do you bring um, your aspirations, your dreams, and then, um, you know, build it into one common goal for the people of Houten, where we are saying the people are at the center of each and everything that we do. So, respective of whatever political party you come from, even at that point where we even have to talk about quality in government, what is it that will make it? better for the people of Houting. And that's where we will be taking, uh, you know, mm. our listening and, 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 and in uh, doing that, what, together. And, and in doing that, huh? what's the biggest weakness of the DA? So we know the hope part. Oh, yes. what, what, what's your, what's your yeah. weakness? I think the, 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 the weakness of the DA is that of late that we have, um, you know, been scoring a bit of on goals, as you've been saying. And uh, I think uh, the advantage is that we have accepted that that has uh, been a weakness of ours. And once you have accept, you've accepted something, then you are able to then deal with it. So we've accepted that, uh, you know, we have uh, we have blundered in terms of communicating a number of things. We've blundered in terms of how we dealt with a number of things internally in the party. But the advantage of that is that we have now learned from those. We have now um, regrouped and we are now focused on, uh, on, on, on the bigger battle. That is the 2019 campaign. And and lastly, from your side, and we've got twenty seconds to go. The fact that you you're now up for the for the premiership of of Hao Cheng, uh, that means you know your your position as, as the Twani mayor, even leading up to the election. How would you compromise your work uh, in in that region? Well, um, my work will not be compromised. It's an issue of prioritizing, and I've said that uh, uh, there is a campaign team that will be that will be campaigning, but also there is a mayoral team that will ensure that things continue to run as they're supposed to run in the city. So, I mean, uh, it, it's an issue of uh, prioritizing what needs to be prioritized in a week and then saying what are the days that will then be needs to be set aside uh, to do campaigning. Um, Helen really did that successfully um, in, the, uh, in the 2006 uh, election, I think. No, yeah, 2006 election was, was um, uh, done um, favorably. So David Makura will be campaigning. So will Cyril Ramaphosa while we're still incumbent in the position. So that is um, totally nothing new in what we will be doing, and we'll continue to do that. Okay. We'll look out and see what, what happens uh, and, and certainly talk more about the DA in the coming weeks. In fact, I believe we have Musi Maimani coming in next week as our big hitter. But for now, the Mayor of Twane, uh, Solim Simanga, possible uh, Premier of Khao Cheng. Thank you so much for your time and for being our big hitter for tonight. There we are. We'll have that up as a podcast uh, around lunchtime, maybe slightly before that tomorrow. Look out for that. All right. We're going to talk about uh, statements around land and instability from the president. We'll get three takes on that in a moment. Let's get the news now. It's just gone nine o'clock.